Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. Wow! For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. <laughs> You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, and welcome back to the Oz Network for our penultimate, right? Penultimate? Really? Yeah. Penultimate episode recap. Or episode recap, yes, because we might do a full season talk later on. But our penultimate episode recap of Scott Pilgrim takes off. We are on episode seven to Scott, to Pilgrim, which is a very great line, a great title. I love that a lot. And we're here to talk about finally the turning point of the story, the the collision of comic and uh, movie and this show. It's all here. Uh, And I have a lot of thoughts and questions and confusion, but we'll get into it. Uh, My name is Rossi and I also did a robot. I'm progressive, too. And my name is Colin and I'm glad you're alive. But I'm also glad you died. Um, does feel a little pointed hearing you say that to me, but um, <laughs> uh, yeah, this episode wild. Um, and I knew that the end of last episode there was like, oh, Scott's like, I planned this, but like, it did not go the way that I expected it to. It like we knew that like there was this mystery screenplay writer and everything, but like the fact that it wasn't even Scott or one of the evil villains of the story. It just all of these like little um, bumps and, and, and things that happened just like totally took me by surprise. I was like really not sure what was happening each, each and every step that was going along and, and like, what was the timeline of like, is this, I don't even know. Does this stuff get even covered in the story or is this just new content for, no, like when does I don't know what the ending of the official other stuff is. So, um, like I think that this show, I don't know if Brian Lee O'Malley decided, I, how am I going to do an animated Scott Pilgrim without it just making a huge remake of the original? So I think he basically decided on all ideas in one. This entire series is sort of part a remake of the original to a certain extent, part an alternate universe, an alternate timeline. What if we did a completely different take on the story? Part a prequel because we cover backstories that we didn't get in the first place. And part sequel because what this episode does is essentially give you, oh, imagine if I decided to do a Scott Pilgrim sequel that took place 15 years later, this is kind of what it would be. Uh, and I, again, like you, I didn't really know what was, I was going to get out of this when we ended the last episode with, you know, I did it. I'm assuming that, well, Scott did this. I didn't think it was going to be like Scott of the future and that we would go to the future. I mean, I, are you a Futurama fan? You're thinking about it. 
I've not seen any, sorry. Never. Okay. Um, well, without spoiling Futurama for you, I mean, Futurama kind of did, that show took place in the future already, but when the show was canceled and brought back the first time, they brought it back with like four movies. And the first movie did something very similar where you went to the future with a main character and you kind of looked at like, oh, this is where the story could have gone. Now, how do we change all this? Uh, and this was very similar to that. But I mean, th this was, it was so all over the place uh, in a good way. Uh, you know, Being able to get the idea of a sequel out of a show like this, but a sequel that's not going to ruin the original timeline. It's just going to do it. it. It's, it's, it's so crazy. Um, I, I love this the first time I saw it. I still love this one. I don't know if I love it uh, as much as uh, I thought I would, or maybe there's other episodes I loved even more, but I mean, it's fantastic. My opinion on this episode definitely hinges on how the next episode goes. Just because right now I'm like, at the end of like when I finished the episode, my like takeaway thought was like, oh, I just feel like they're now at the point where like, okay, so everything we did just doesn't matter. And now we're going to literally do everything that was supposed to happen in the story. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, what's the point of even doing this? Just to let, like, they could have just ended it like in a different, I don't know. I just feel like they don't need to recreate what they already did. So I'm, but I'm not sure what, if that's officially what's happening or, or what, how the final episode is going to go. Um, but that was the impression I got. And so, I just kind of wished, I was like, oh, I just wished it stayed this new storyline, like the mm -hmm. new trajectory, like, and, and kept with it instead of like, oh, we've got to recreate because we can't kiss or so, like, I just, mm -hmm. I don't know, that kind of frustrated me a little bit. So that's what a lot of my thoughts about it. And, and it's going to be, I don't even know how I'm going to rank it. We stopped paying attention to what I put in the order, but yeah. this is like, it's so tough. I might have to skip another week because I don't know. Well, I, I will say this. We'll, we don't have to give firm rankings this week because we'll, we'll do it at the series recap. So not next week, but the week after that. That's where we'll give our full rankings of the episodes. That's where we'll pick like a top five scenes of the season and stuff like that. So you have some time to let it digest even after seeing the finale. I mean, a little insider info for me. I have been going back and listening to see where I put them <laughs> each episode. At, um, I'm only halfway through, so we'll have to see where um, things are. Uh, but yeah, I, I was just very conflicted watching this whole episode. I thought it was genuinely, I'll say, I laughed out loud at one part of the story. And I was like, I have not laughed like that in anything. It's been funny, but like I lost it at one point in the story. I can't wait to get to that. Uh, but we'll go, um, you know, kind of through the episode. So we finally go back to the very beginning where everything started with Matthew Patel fighting Scott. And we finally see someone pulling Scott into the portal and they're like fighting through this tube space timeline and it's like the masked man against Scott. And like, they get to some point in the future, Toronto, Canada. And um, <laughs> when the future, yeah. uh, and the guy rips off the mask and it's Scott, like old Scott. My notes are a lot of old Scott, young Scott, <laughs> um, but old Scott, it's like, he's 37 years old. He takes off. It's like, I'm the one who did that. And, and Anyway, he, I forget what exactly what he says, but he's the reason that all of this happened. And like, they're sort of catching up They're You know, Scott's talking about, wow, we made it past 25, <laughs> uh, which I thought was a funny line. And then they get to his house and we find out that he uh, was like, he said that old Scott said that fighting the league was the worst decision he ever made. Um, and I guess we kind of just find out. I mean, he doesn't say right away, but we kind of find out the reason that is because he and Ramona eventually get married, but they eventually split up. And so he's blaming 
all of his successes fighting her exes against like as as a catalyst of why everything went wrong in his life uh which I, interesting to think about um but anyway they do the vr thing which was very interesting <laughs> um it's a very weird thing to put in at the time where it actually exists but then there are characters who were dreaming that it would exist it was a very interesting um inclusion in the episode i like i just i was very blown away and the like fact that the the door was like the video game console and you have to enter the um the like steps to get into you have to like left right up down kind of thing yeah and the fact that the floor in the ground like is the shape of a controller like where they're set in like like, sunken space was a controller form and every i just thought that was really cool detailing but uh, at this point, we sort of see that uh, old Scott has a, a memories chip of his old memories, um, which gives a line of like, how'd you get that? I know someone. Don't worry about it. And then they play in VR what had I, I'm guessing what had happened in the, the movie or the comic or whatever mm-hmm. of how he fights all the exes, which didn't seem like he really did a lot of the fighting from what I saw. But uh, and and sort of that's sort of the beginning of like, why we learning about what wild Scott is doing this stuff. And eventually we move on. Like it's such a random, like non sequitur sequence of like that. And then we're like, Oh, I did the band with the twins. And we were like, we have this video and then they show the video and it, and then like, Oh, there's the robot too. It's just like, there were so many, th- it, it felt so random at this point. And then Wallace shows up and it's just like all of these weird things that happen that I, I don't, this, this was kind of messy for me. Like, I, I'll stop here because I, I just thought that this whole sequence was kind of messy of like, oh, let's go here. We're do band. And then Wallace shows up. His stuff is here. And then the robot. Like, it was just so confusing. Uh, I mean, it's probably meant to be confusing, too. You know, I think maybe for me. Well, but I think one of the best things about this is when they first arrive, what old Scott says is, oh, this is the future. Uh, turns out the future is more futuristic than originally predicted because. I think this is 15 years later and this series takes place in 2003 or 2004. So this is meant to be our past at the time of watching this by several wow. years. Uh, so I, yeah, they're, they're, they're going all out and saying, let's just make this as ridiculous as possible. Um, so I, I, I just quickly looked up uh, an article, which I'll get to in a second, talking about old Scott here, but, um, and, and I guess why they decided to do that. Uh, but uh, yeah, some of the stuff when he first arrives there, like uh, again, where are we? Toronto, Canada. <laughs> you know, just throwing back to that. Uh, and then the 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 mention that uh, Scott has, where he's like, "We live past twenty five and old Scott's like, "Yeah," and I'm thinking we might even make it to forty. Uh, and then him saying the fact that we could grow a beard alone very impressive. And old Scott, that's what I keep saying. Somebody finally agrees with me. Uh, yeah, it, like there's so much crazy stuff here. Like this is going beyond the most over the top. And it's like a post-apocalyptic world, which I'm going to, I'm going to say, I I sort of thought, well, this is going to get in so deep into this series that, you know, somehow that the fabric of the universe breaks down because Scott and Ramona divorced at some point in the past, a couple of years earlier, they never get into that. This is just like a fun idea that like the future is just going to be really run down and depressing. And you got overgrowth over everything. Like all the buildings have, you know, uh, green shrubbery and everything growing over them, except for the nice Scott uh, house. Uh, it's a nice twist too, that we see that like Scott's house is this palace. And also the only one that doesn't seem to be affected by, you know, everything growing over it and being run down and dilapidated. 
only to find out it's not Scott's house. Like I was gonna say, it's not his house. He yeah. never owns anything. Yeah, and even young Scott being, wait, this isn't all ours. It's like, well, I never said it was. I mean, of course we're living with Wallace. Uh, this is where that article comes in. So reading this interview with Brian Lee O'Malley talking about uh, why they sort of did this, uh, what it came down to was when the series originally came out in the 2000s, nobody looked at Scott as a bad guy. He was like the nice, innocent guy who was part of the story. And um, since then, a lot of people sort of look back on this. They're like, you know, Scott is probably actually the bad guy of his own story. And when we get to it, you'll see that. I, I personally think that it's really about Scott and Ramona both kind of being terrible in uh, the, the original series. Uh, but the idea that this has become a thing where Scott was the villain He's like, what if we just decided to do that? What if we just decided to go along with what this new narrative is that people read into this series that Scott's sort of the villain of his own story and let's make Scott the villain of his own story. That's where the idea about going into the future came. But when Brian Lee O'Malley was trying to think about where would Scott be, the, the original thought was he didn't want to do that because he, he's like, you can't you know change Scott Pilgrim's character. So we have to find this balance of how do you keep this character still being like a child, still being innocent and somewhat likable, but still being this self-centered character and everything. And the first thought that came into his head is Scott's probably still living with Wallace somewhere in the future. So this idea that like, well, Wallace isn't like big and successful. Wallace just married the, the, what the, the owner of Nintendo or the president of Nintendo or something like that. And Scott's basically sleeping on his couch. Uh, and then the other things like, uh, you know, everything in Scott's life, he looks back on negatively, including when they see the, the band kit set up. It's like, oh, Sex Bob-Omb's still together? He goes, no, we got a new band. And his new band is, essentially with the twins, it is the exact opposite of the type of music he was making before. And even just the song they did, I I, I, I watched this video and I just, I this is one of my moments where I just burst out laughing because I thought this is the most Japanese video ever. Again, my exposure with Japanese music uh, is very much through like a lot of these anime sh shows. I've, we haven't even talked about the, the opening theme song that they use for Scott Pilgrim Takes Off using like a very anime like song i mean all the shows jamie watches they always have the song and i'm like how is this a theme song to a show like this uh so even the song not the the, the theme song of the show which i think is great but the theme that um scott's band with the twins and the robot have done is like so you know japanese anime influence was just hilarious um uh, uh to me the, the one of the funniest gags in this episode as you mentioned, getting in through the security that it's like an up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right combo. But when he says they have VR in the future and then you look and it is old school VR, it is like, are you familiar with, I, I, I never played it myself until like several years ago where somebody actually had an old one, but Nintendo released like the virtual boy in the nineties. Are you familiar with that? Not specifically, but I know that the old ones were clunky where you really couldn't even move or do anything. Like yeah. it was like, Almost like those old timey um, salon things that you have to exactly. like, put, like, yeah, it's clunky and awkward. And, and they model this after the Virtual Boy, which was Nintendo's first attempt at VR, like somewhere in the early to mid 90s. And when I played that Virtual Boy that somebody said, oh, they got a Virtual Boy at my house. Do you want to try it out? And I'm like, sure. It was like this. It was like a giant headset and it's just all red color. Like there's even a joke in here about everything being red in the episode. Uh, but if you notice that when he puts it on, it says virtual guy, obviously a play on the virtual boy. Uh, that was just hilarious. Like in all this future, he's excited about this VR and it's just old 
technology that Scott actually would have played growing up too. Uh, a couple of the lines that you, you probably wouldn't have uh, meant as much to you when he's watching the VR about the story from the original, which uh, so, most of this stuff has been touched on before, like Lucas just sort of crashing out. Uh, all, but the, the first one where he fights with Matthew, he has a line where he's like, hey, it's that one guy. Uh, that's actually a Wallace line from the original movie. And then there's another line where it shows him fighting with Roxy. And he says, "You punch- I punched a girl in the boob. Uh, again, a-, a line from the original one. Uh, but uh, yeah, those are all like little nods to the original series. Uh, but particularly with the fight with Matthew, I just think it's hilarious that he can barely remember when he even says, oh, it was some guy, he said he was part of some hockey league because Scott doesn't bother to even read the email or whatever that comes in in the first place. Uh, yeah, th- this stuff's fantastic. Uh, I don't know if this is where uh, you were covering up to, but when when old Wallace comes in uh, and it shows old Wallace rating 11 out of 10, because Wallace, even in the future, is going to be better than everybody else. Uh, and then when uh, I think he, he's young, Scott's like, you know, you, you brought me here to uh, basically prevent your relationship for marriage with Ramona from ever happening. And old Scott's like, no, I just wanted to have someone to play two player side scrolling beat em ups with dog <laughs> like playing it all. Cool. Uh, that's hilarious. I- I'm guessing you haven't gotten to the, the biography yet. The, the young Neil. No. Okay. Well, that's Ramona. Ramona has that. Oh, no. Uh, well, Ramona is the one I think goes back with the screenplay, but, uh, but, uh, oh. there's the book by old young Neil that I wanted to point out when they're showing like the Scott Pilgrim, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Ramona, I think, kind of uses this, but it's the fact that the, it's credited to old young Neil on the book yeah, cover. Yeah, that's, that's the best. very funny. Uh, in the very lacking in his uh, coverage this episode. I was very upset about that. Yeah. Um, one thing I do want to ask, did, um, for you, was old Scott and young Scott two different people? Yeah, 100%. I mean, uh, I don't know if you picked out that it was a different voice in the Japanese version or if they went out of the oh, way. Oh, you know, they're totally different. Yeah, and, and in this, when they were casting it, they didn't want to just use Michael Sarah. They're like, well, we want this to be its own character. So they got Will Forte, who, if you're familiar with like Saturday Night Live or MacGruber, um, he, he was brought in to do this voice for Old Scott to make Old Scott a completely different character than Young Scott. So yeah, like I, I was able to view, I think the first, I don't know, like two minutes of this episode, like obviously the beard tells you who's who, but I was trying to, I, I wasn't even consciously thinking like this is a different voice and everything, but like it doesn't take long before you really see them as two separate characters. The voice does help though. Yeah, no, they, they, they feel like completely out of place to each other despite the fact that they're the same person. But yeah, I, the the whole situation with Wallace was, was interesting where he's like, oh, this is like my husband's house. Like, oh, yeah. And look, they were dancing around who who he is. Um, we don't really get a confirmed answer, but it's like, oh, he works at Nintendo, and and this like sends young Scott into like a frenzy. Like, do you get every game? Like, you must get every game. And it's like, I get, I don't really know what the outcome was at because Scott's like, oh yeah, he does. But then it's like, no, you don't. And it's like, yes, you do. Anyway, it was just right. But then, like, this sort of leads. Scott to like really really confirming why he's done all of this is that he doesn't want Scott to get with Ramona because they break up uh like 12 years after the honeymoon which is a substantially long time yeah like the attitude is definitely like I see what you're saying about the villain thing because the attitude doesn't feel like oh we had a, a long marriage it didn't really work it seems like oh she dummy for something really cheap like stupid like it just seems that 
he's really upset about this for, for no major reason. Obviously we could hear more about why, but like, it just seems like he's just really grumpy about it instead of just letting it go. So yeah, I, I totally I understand this villain angle. Uh, um, the next real thing is that they, um, oh, Scott linking to the robot. That's a, that's what happens mm-hmm. before they go see to Ramona. So like the robot was there. It's like, oh, I saw everything. And this is the moment I genuinely lost it. Um, so Scott links up to the robot to see, experience the VR of like all the stuff that had happened while he was gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> he watches the like scene where he's turned into two cents or two dollars and 10 cents. And like the robot, he's like controlling. Let me look down, get the angle. And then he's like running into the like railing. Oh, yeah. And, like, <laughs> and he's like, video games rule. And he's just <laughs> running into the railing. Everybody else is static. Yeah. <laughs> but they're just like, I don't know if they're staring or not, but it was just so funny as he's trying to like get the angle or whatever. But he's just like running. It's just, it was <laughs> so funny. I lost it. Um, Eventually, they go, uh, they, as in old Wallace and young Scott, go to see Ramona. They sort of break into her uh, apartment, which is the seems like the exact same that she had um, yeah. back in the other's timeline. And But, like, she, like, sees that someone had come in because the footprints are there. So she, like, knocks them out almost. And it's like, no, no, we're here in peace. Uh, but they end up sort of figuring out like making amends that this is young scott because he really wanted to see ramona and they sort of get yeah confirmation about what's been happening and she was the one who had written the screenplay because she she noticed the book by old young neil Mm -hmm. so she goes she like writes the screenplay of what had actually happened i don't why why did she do that do you i'm forgetting she said something yeah so it's it was basically as a way to prevent scott from erasing their relationship from existence. Like I I did this so that there would be some memory of our time together. She this is her, not not necessarily her fighting to get their relationship, you know, um uh to 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 stick or whatever. This is uh, whatever you want to do. If we're divorced or we're not gonna be together forever, don't just wipe the memory of that out completely. So this was like her attempt to to keep at least the memory of their relationship alive. Yeah, and she's like, I, I guess it was kind of stupid to do stuff like that, like like trying to to force this thing but like they, I, f- I forget the, the wording of it but then then she's like like it was so stupid of me or something like that and scott's like no like the person that i saw was like the person trying to find me like the mm-hmm. the detective trying to find me and like oh that was really sweet and touching um she's like oh like colombo it was like um yeah we'll go with that i was thinking detective Pikachu, <laughs> <laughs> which is very funny um which i don't know is that a, that's like a modern reference isn't it yeah, I don't know when that. I mean, Jamie would know all the Pokemon stuff, but uh, uh, I, I, think... I don't know if that would have been active in two thousand and four or whatever when they were. This is taking place. Yeah, like I know Pokemon had been around since like the eighties, but Detective Pikachu specifically. I mean, I only sort of know that from like the most recent movie or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, to to me, I think that the best part about that exchange is more Ramona mentioning Columbo because they're always playing with this thing about her age. Like even when it says old Ramona Flowers age, don't ask. Uh, like they they never want to settle on is she two years older than Scott? Is she three? Is she fifteen years older than Scott? We don't know. Which was something that was done in the books. Uh, they I don't think they really ever did in the movie, but in the books it was like constantly. There are even scenes where Scott every once in a while be like, 
And how old are you again? And, and she's like, you're not supposed to ask that. Like it, it's, it's like a running joke about she, maybe she could be like 20 years older than Scott. We don't even know. Yeah. There, that was like interesting. I caught that no age or, or don't ask or whatever. Is there yeah. Any? And her mentioning um, Columbo, something that like, you know, predates even my time. <laughs> I think it's funny. Yeah. That's a very old reference. Um, yeah. Scott's like, yeah, yeah. I'm I was totally not detective Pikachu. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so she says that she wrote the screenplay and it's sort of the question of like, well, wait, if you did, how did you get back to that timeline or whatever? It's like, oh, I have my skates that if I go essentially rip off of um, Back to the Future. Back yeah. to the Future. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh, if I go 88 miles an hour, I can I can speed past. Um, and and so that, her second mention in this series of I don't know what that is in kilometers. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So she can go back to or not back it's not back to the future it's just the other timeline <laughs> um so he's in her bag and they go back um there's also this exchange i don't know if it materializes to anything but they're like oh you should call your husband to wallace yeah. um and he does but we don't really get anything outside of other than calling uh but they go back to the other timeline uh and then scott sort of is like okay we sort of catch back up here's everything that's happened and they update and they're like okay we've got a like well, I don't know. They just sort of let that be. They, they take pictures, Ramona's, they take pictures together. I thought it was funny. And they're very similar, recreating the same poses and stuff. And then the other sort of details that really matter is Knives and Scott finally have a conversation. And like, I thought it was really sweet. Like, it was like a very, like, it needed to happen kind of conversation. But I thought it was sweet. Like, and I don't know how it is handled in the actual story, like the other story, like, but it felt very like, Fair that he was like yeah it kind of happened fast and he literally had no time to explain mm-hmm. because he was taken away so like i felt very authentic i don't know how he if he's more villainous and like dances around the fact that he's seeing both people at the same time kind of deal but like it felt very genuine and authentic here where he's like yeah things kind of got crazy all of a sudden like i didn't have time to talk to you about it um and, and then the sort of final set in motion situation is that they try to kiss Scott and Ramona, but they can't, there's like a force field or something. And they deduce that they have to recreate the original events to set things right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they, they're like, and knives is like, Oh, I have the idea. We've got to have this like movie premiere or Broadway show or whatever. And all of them are going to be there. So we got to do something that, um, and this is where I was like, eh, I don't really necessarily want to see the entire original story again. I just wanted the new story, but, We'll see how you, it goes. You won't. It's it's not going that direction. <laughs> oh, so it's not a recreation of the no of the movie. The, the oh, finale good. will be something different. Oh, good. Yeah, I feel which oh, I mean, I kind of worried about that too. I mean, this is uh, I'll, I'll cover all the other stuff as well. But uh, was that pretty much all you were going to talk about there? Or? I don't want to cut into. Um, no, go go. I I remember like again I saw the movie before I ever read the books. Um, so I didn't know like okay how much is going to go on here. But um, one of the things is the book like it, of. Is like the book this complete thing, and then the movie picks and cho- chose. To, like I'm sorry, yeah. Like there's chose? a lot. The, the books there's six volumes in total, and they're fa- fairly thick. Um, so there's a lot of stuff that the movie didn't do, particularly I think in the the second half. Uh, once you get past, I'd say Todd, which was like Evil X number three, I think. Um, it, it, there's a lot of extra. Like in the books, Scott and Ramona are dating for like I don't know, it's months. Uh, and, and in fact, I'll actually get to one of the trivia things about who Wallace's husband is, or people think Wallace's husband is here, uh, as well. But, uh, 
Uh, so much stuff was just, okay, we got to condense this once they got to the movie. And in the movie, there are certain fight scenes were condensed, like the Roxy fight was done completely differently so that they could speed the story along. The twins fight was done completely differently so they could speed the story along. Uh, but uh, I, I remember the commentary and even I had the same reaction. There's a moment near the end of the movie where they tease, oh, and now there's going to be one more fight. Uh, and then it turns out to be nothing. Uh, and they talked about how in preview audiences, you could feel like the energy in the room drop where people who were loving this movie were suddenly like, oh, I don't know if I have it in me to, to, to get, I thought this is over. And now that you're going to add more on there. Uh, there's, I actually saw a movie recently, which uh, you know people will probably hear a review of uh, pretty soon on here. The movie Argyle that's out now with like Henry Cavill and Bryce Dallas Howard, Sam Rockwell. Uh, and, and that movie is very similar where it's like, it's going and it's going. I'm like, I'm really enjoying this movie, but like you just threw something else at me. And I, I, I kind of just, I want this movie to just be over at this point. Uh, it, it's sort of like that. I, I feel like what, what they're doing here was similar to in the movie where they want to set up uh, hey, we're going to be doing this entire story all over again, almost as a way to like joke at the audience and then like, no, 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 just kidding. Uh, so maybe that's kind of what they're doing with it. Uh, just a couple of things to quickly cover here. So Old Wallace, I looked up this, um, because I kept reading this trivia on the, the page here talking about how Wallace's husband is mobile. I'm like, who's mobile? Like, is is, is this like you know, T-Mobile or something like that? Bought out Nintendo in the future? Uh, but it's actually a minor character in the books, which I do remember because in the books, those saying things went differently. There's there's a whole part where Scott has to move out because Wallace is moving in with one of his boyfriends uh, who is never really shown except for like one scene very late in the books. He's always like an off-camera character. It's a character named Mobile. So people, I guess, are speculating that Mobile is his husband in the future, although they never actually mentioned it. I, probably more to do with the fact that like um, they, they, they're implying oh, you and your husband have problems too. And I kind of like that this episode, they could go as far as to have the same story. Like, well, Wallace's marriage has fallen apart. They never say that. They just sort of imply it and they leave it off camera. You should call your husband or whatever. Uh, yeah, when Scott actually uh, comes back, or I guess first with, with uh, all the Ramona stuff, all old Ramona in the future. Yeah, I love like the DeLorean thing and her having like this post-apocalyptic mask and all that, which of course is like the, the sleep paralysis demon that we see later on had that mask and just what, what like a, a blanket over set or something. Um, when uh, uh, they finally catch up with the real timeline and Scott finishes telling the story, and to me, the part that I laughed harder at, at in this episode was where I think his knives says, so that's why you're steaming. And they just cut to a shot of like steam pouring out of Scott's back for no reason whatsoever, which wasn't there earlier. And it's like, yes, that's why. Uh, his his little moment he has with knives here, like knives story with Scott is very, very, very much pushed to the side in this version because it was done before and they're doing something differently here. Like, like you mentioned, there are moments here about like, oh, how long was it going on with with uh, Ramona, which, you know, uh, or sorry, between Ramona and Knives, this this triangle or whatever. Uh, but I, I like that they have this line in here where he says, yeah, so I'm really sorry, Knives. Apparently, a 23-year-old dating a high schooler is frowned upon in our society because he says, maybe I shouldn't have been dating you in the first place. That's one thing that they, they don't really cover in the original. Although it is like a running thing about people saying, Maybe you shouldn't be dating a 17-year-old, Scott. Him actually saying it here is like giving a little bit of closure on there. Uh, and then this is where she has the thing. I'm glad you're alive, but I'm also glad you died <laughs> because it gave me a chance to reflect on myself. Uh, and, and then, yeah, that, that the line, of course, Knives is the one who solves this in the end. Like, let's give Knives something else to do where they're saying, oh, we're going to have to fight all the exes again. And uh, she says, 
well, if only there was some place where you could find all the exes gathered together to celebrate musical theater. <laughs> like adding on the to celebrate musical theater, there was hilarious. Uh, and then, yeah, th this it really is the setup. The, the setting of the finale will be what you see at the end of this, where it's the premiere of Scott's precious little musical or whatever. Uh, and everybody sort of comes back for that. But the storyline will go in a completely different direction. Um, like this episode, it, it goes in such a different direction, but I feel like it gives a lot more depth to the relationship between Scott and Ramona because even the original versions, it all takes place in real time. And it's sort of left to be ambiguous. Like, you know, what would happen if Scott and Ramona in the future? What would happen if Scott and Knives in the future? Like, it's it's just sort of left an ending. All right, well, this is the end of this story. Let's go from here. And of course, everybody's scratching their heads being like, do any of these people actually talk to each other at the end of this? So it, it was nice to have a storyline that both showed, hey, there's a future for these characters, but it may not exactly be what you thought it was. Yeah, I'm very, I'm very curious. And I'm more excited now that you said that it's not just a recreation of the, you know, original movie or whatever. Yeah. So I'm excited. Well, we'll get an epic fight scene because again, they've laid off the fights for a couple weeks now. There will be a massive epic fight in the finale. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no fight this episode. So yeah. Unless you count Ramona versus Wallace and Scott in the shadows. But they didn't give it a title card. It, it doesn't have the same yeah. um, cheesy effect. So, but you know, I'm, I'm more excited. My only real critique, which was the that it's just recreating the original, which I know is not now. Um, no young Neil. Like, he wasn't even in it. Yeah, he, he was in the, the background. He had his biography cover. The biography and, cover is still one of the best jokes of the episode, though. Yeah, it was, it was really good. Uh, but uh, he didn't get to talk. And so I was very disappointed. Um, and the, the, I did enjoy at the movie theater, you have all the people showing up. We have Todd, who's now no longer a vegan. You know, Envy Adams is there, all the exes. Um, Wallace is giving an interview of like, of course, that like he, some, I forget what he says, but he says something very funny, half-handedly. Uh, Stacy's there. She's like, oh yeah, my dead brother. Oh wait, he's alive. Uh, he's still my brother. Like <laughs> just a lot of good stuff. And Scott's hidden in her bag and they're ready to go in. I just thought, I thought it was... Um, it's better now. I enjoy it much more now. So good. <laughs> um, I took away your. I was worries. worried that yeah, I was gonna had not. I couldn't. I would have not been able to buy an episode. So that would have been a concern. Um, I'm assuming you're a buy. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna buy. Um, and uh, I'll get to my ranks in a second. I'll just quickly go through some of the other trivia in this episode. We covered a lot of it. Yeah, the, uh, the title to Scott to Pilgrim, which is the greatest title ever. Um, they they use the episode's title card and the font and everything is modeled after the movie, which I think is the first time they haven't used a video game or animated series for this. Um, so a lot of the Nintendo references is episode that uh, things can be seen in the background. Pikachu's tail is seen on the roof of the Wallace's mansion. There's a Mario cactus in the living room. Gabe Cube's designed as lampshades. I didn't catch that. Uh, the VR chamber, which of course modeled after the uh, the the virtual boy or whatever, um, and uh, uh, some of the, some of the other stuff when they show like the the honeymoon at Universal Studios. Of course, this being Universal, they're like oh, we met Optimus Prime, and then we all see him getting pictures taken with a minion from uh, Minions. Uh, and um, uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, uh, there's something in here about. Uh, Future Ramona's appearance is a reference to Death Stranding video game series, which I have no idea what that is. But rankings, you want me to rank first? You want to rank first? I mean, I don't have an, I don't have a concrete. You can, you can hold off on your rankings till after the finale too. Um, I'm, again, I'm going to say I'm with you in that this episode and the finale are so tied together, even though they're completely different episodes, because this is like the last arc that when I rewatch the finale, it may change it. This will be ranked currently fourth for me out of um, seven episodes we've done so far. 
Uh, so I, I'm still holding with the premiere, uh, the pilot episode is number one for me. The uh, uh, Roxy versus Ramona one is number three. And then five is the sort of behind the scenes documentary one um, uh, would be my third. But then this. Uh, so, I mean, you can give me just a, a range. Is this top tier, middle tier, lower tier for you? I'm guessing I mean, lower tier. It's really, it is lower tier. Um, but I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I have to formula. I have to get, the, I'll get the information to you when we're done with that, with everything so I can, and can figure it out, but it, I, I'll buy it, but it's still, it's toward, toward the end. Okay. Well, I'll, let's say next week, the finale, um, I won't give away any real spoilers. We kind of already seen where it's going to go. Uh, but, uh, then after that, we'll do the series recap and we'll pick our hall of fame, top five moments of the series. We'll, rank the episodes. We'll talk about all the individual characters. We'll get a chance to talk about young Neil again, one last time until we do the movie later in the year. Uh, so we got two weeks left of this. And also I'll also mention just, just as anybody, if anybody noticed last week's episode went up a couple days late, uh, that literally came down to the fact that I was on vacation last week and it was a vacation that went south very quickly. I had a lot of things go wrong on my vacation. And like two days later, I'm like, I never posted that episode because I'm trying to think to myself, did I post that? Do I don't remember putting up the, the the social media or anything? We'll put this one up on the regular time this week, and then hopefully it'll be the same next week. Okay, I have to end it. Right, that's right. I have to. That's what we're waiting <laughs> you for. Do, yeah. um, um, I'm Rossi, and this is Rossi and Colin, and me. Our precious big podcast as <laughs> Scott Pilgrim experts, old young Rossi. <laughs> And my name is Colin, and I punched a girl in the boob. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks again for listening, and we'll speak to you next time. 